What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today. Use code CHGO. When you sign up, Ryan, how'd I do? Uh, you sounded just like Stucky. I, right. I'd give you a, like, at least a B plus. Okay. Coming from you, that means a lot. Uh, that's, that's good energy coming into this because this is an emergency podcast. The Cubs are calling up Matt Mervis. I'm Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Cody underscore CHGO. You can follow Ryan at Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. That was there off the is. top of my head. Did I get that right, Ryan? You got him right. You got him wow. right. They're right in front of you also. Look at me. Wow. Just coming in in the clutch like, wow. Okay. Um, I think Stuck is going to try and join us here in a little bit. Oh, not only is he trying, he's currently in his car. I'm going to get him in here in just a second. Let's do this. Okay. There he is. All right. Here he comes. Well, Stuck. Hey, look at him. There he is. He is. Are we up? Am I on? Are we up? You are. We on? Am I live? Oh. oh. You are live. You are live. The the, the audio is not great, but you're. Can you hear me? You're cutting in and out, but <laughs> you're here. We hear oh, you, Luke. <laughs> did you hear the. Happy did Mads you hear Mervis my thing. introduction? Cinco de Mervis. <laughs> Cinco de Mervis. Cinco de Mervis. Cinco de Mervis. Cinco. Cinco de Mervis. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that's well. That's very much why we're on this podcast right now. Right. The news. The news just dropped from Jeff Passan. I will find that tweet real quick. Um, yeah, Jeff Passan of ESPN reported this is what like really not that long ago. Um, uh, an hour. The Chicago and Cubs are hour. calling up top. Yeah, half hour. The Chicago Cubs are calling up top first base prospect Matt Mervis. Sources tell him uh, he's expected to join the team tomorrow as it returns home to start a series against Miami. Mervis, 25, was hitting 286, 402, 560 with six home runs in 24 games at AAA Iowa. Big power prospect that um, is, of course, uh, maybe underselling, <laughs> underselling big power prospect. Like that's that's what Mervis has been doing in the minor leagues. He's been mashing. Um, no pun you know, intended. Yeah. Um, so he, yes, it's a very obviously big news drop from Jeff Passan. You can always, always a trustworthy guy. Um, but yeah, I, not, not that I, I think, we, you know, even when Luke was giving his last night, like the over under of Mervis was it April to, or May 20th was your over under. Yeah. Yeah. And we all took the deep under. And I, I think I'd said at one point, like you'd see him on this homestand. Like, I think he would be there before the end of this next homestand um, didn't know that I completely expected tomorrow, but with the open 40 man spot with uh, the, the smaller roster maneuvering that would have, have uh, to happen for him to get that spot. And with the way this offense has not only looked on the road, but today specifically too, um, it felt like there needed to be some, you know, inject a little bit of youth in there, inject a little bit of energy, some, positivity um and that's what Mervis is going to bring um you, you don't want to put too much expectations on a uh 
uh, on a guy who's not, you know, never played in the major leagues, who is only drafted three years ago. Uh, but he's a guy who's been doing everything right in the minor leagues, earned the opportunity. And, you know, at this point, it's it's time to see what he could do in the major leagues. Yeah, no, uh, I see a lot of people in the chat. They're excited, but also mad at the same time because they think that this should have happened er earlier. And uh, I hear you. I some basically agree at the same time, but I think we can just be happy that it's actually happening. Um, I mean, Luke put the over under at May 20th. I mean, he didn't think it was going to happen no. uh, this weekend. Uh, so uh, overall, I'm I'm content with it at least finally happening um so the question now for me is you know will they play him every day and uh you know this team needs a spark right now we're getting one hit by patrick corbin uh in game four of a series with the nationals they're down three nothing right now and virgil losing three or four against a team that's not that good uh they've been lucky that every team in the division hasn't been good this week um I'm not going to ask Matt Mervis to put the team on his back. I'm just asking him to give quality at bats. Uh, and I, I do think that this is a short-term and a long-term thing. We got to find out what Matt Mervis is. Is he someone that can be part of the next great Cubs team? And, you know, he's 25, went to Duke, college player, uh, and he's done nothing but dominate the minor leagues the last year and a month in three days, four days, whatever. And so – I'm uh, I'm I'm, ex I'm excited to see what he can do, and uh, specifically against righties. I don't know if I want him to face lefties right away, but I think it's this is a big like this team needs a spark move. Like Amaya's looked okay at the plate in his few chances today, even though he's he's uh, made an out. I thought at first at bat. Uh, he took it to a 3-2 count. He grounded out fine. Then this second at bat, of course, he lined it right into a glove. So that was an, an improved at bat. But either way, you kind of you're, you're kind of hoping that some of these young guys can come in and and you know provide a spark for this team, especially right now with the top of the lineup kind of struggling. Nico Horner's having another bad day. Uh, Swanson hasn't had the the best day. Uh, Bellinger is the only reason they have a hit, and it wasn't even like. A, a Bellinger hit <laughs> like it was the guy lost it in the sun you know what I mean so this offense is really struggling right now and again you just you're hoping that Mervis can come up and just provide some stability for the middle to the bottom half of the lineup because I think he'll probably hit somewhere between five and eight more likely than not so um, I'm excited to see it happen and uh, now everyone will start continue clamoring about Christopher Morrell uh, but I'll take this one today. This is this is a win no matter what happens with this game between the Nationals. This had this like this is way overdue in my opinion. Can you guys hear me? Is it working? <laughs> we got you. We can hear oh you. wow. One thing I would say that like I when I asked a couple people at, at Wrigley Field last week it was, you know, just about Mervis and the call up and why it wasn't happening and two out of the three said don't you know, people that haven't watched him enough Fans are expecting him to, that he's that we're calling up and the Cubs are calling up Anthony Rizzo. Don't put that expectation on him. Mm -hmm. Like prospect wise, he's not even close to what Anthony Rizzo was. Now, that doesn't mean he couldn't eventually give you the same type of production. It does. You're, you're not saying that that guy's not going to be that guy, but your expectation shouldn't be this guy's going to do what Rizzo did when he called up because it's a left handed bat. He's at first base. He's a top prospect. He was crushing it at Iowa. Apple, it's not an apples to apples thing. Players are different. 
He's not the same prospect. The Cubs' expectations for him probably aren't Anthony Rizzo, but is it the right time to call him up? Yeah, they need a spark. I mean, this is a horrific road trip. This isn't just a bad road trip. This is a horrific road trip. So Ryan's got uh, some serious business to do when he gets to the ballpark tomorrow. Order number yeah, yeah. one, get to Boog Powell and find uh, Pat Hughes and tell him the call needs to be, we like our taters mashed at Wrigley Field. That's a mash tater. All of those. <laughs> get them all out there. Serving up. He's serving them up mashed. That tater's yeah. gone. Get them out there. I want every shirt. I want credit every time it's said. I want this guy lugs his taters. He loves a mashed, baby. Get out the red potatoes. That baby's mashed. Every single all time. Right. I want it. Ryan, you got to pass <laughs> this along. I'll pass Those it along. Marquee aren't listening to me. I've sent him 15 messages on this. I want it done. I tried to get a hold of my friend Mike Leary, the producer. Pass this on. We want our taters mashed at Wrigley Field, That's... and we want them served up hot and spicy. Hell yeah! All right, I'll just I'll I'm not going to write that down, but I'll just show Pat Hughes the the clip of you saying that. Show yeah. show him the or, or just show him the graphic that Lawrence put up. You know what I mean? Or that yeah yeah. yeah. Just show him like this is what we need, Pat. Like. For morale. Right. Come on. That's our that's our graphic. <laughs> Mashed taters now being served in the bleachers. Uh a little bit un- unrelated. Patrick Corbin's finally coming out. The Cubs got two hits off him. Hey, look at that. Consecutively. So they got two on hey, it's another another hit for Bellinger. Maybe, maybe play today. We'll get peak, we'll get peak <laughs> vibes, maybe, if we can get a Cubs three run comeback while doing the podcast. So um, um I, uh, yeah. real quick, Fernando's super chat. Oh yes, Fernando. We get that Shout back up, Law. We did not. Um, it's it's there. Well, here we'll say Fernando Rodriguez, dollar ninety nine. It's, it's happening with the the things. I don't even know what they're called. Uh, the sirens, vibes, sirens. There you go. Three yeah, sirens, vibes. Yeah, it's it's big news, right? It's the news that not only is it big news, it's news that people have been calling for for like mm-hmm. some people have been calling for it since day one, and maybe more rational people have said over the last couple of weeks and even, you know, the last week or so since his road trip started for sure. Um, yeah. And, and so someone in the chat, what was it? Uh, Bears fan man said, no expectations. Just like to see the Cubs realize they have a problem and are attempting to correct it. Um, I think that's the good way to look at it is had this been last year, they probably, Mervis probably isn't up yet. Mervis, you know, think about it. Like, takes back to last year. It's a rebuilding team. Um, they know they're not competing for, especially at this point in the season, it was pretty much like, yeah, they're not going to com- really compete in the division. Right. Unless mm-hmm. they turn something around um, and they you'll let, let prospects develop like prospects should um, stuck with some of those guys then on the big league roster that probably shouldn't have been there. Um, and just kind of wrote out that season. Now you have an improved roster, you have an improved floor from the roster that you put together Mm-hmm. Um, but you have, as you know, we talked about on the show yesterday, as Corey and Brandon have talked about, like you have the improved floor, but you have different positions that um, could easily be upgraded uh, or or at least given like you could you can address to try to fix some of the issues or like that first base production. I'm looking at it um, coming into into today per fan graphs. The Cubs had uh, the 25th. Uh, the 25th like first base group 
uh, in the majors, you know, if you look at war, F war, negative uh, 0.4, right? Um, like they haven't been the best group in the majors by far. Um, so this is somewhere where you have a top prospect who's kind of showing he's at least close to ready for the show. And if you're serious about competing, yeah, you probably make that move now. And a couple of weeks ago, I still wouldn't have, right? Like I was still on that train that let it kind of go. They're winning games. They're they're doing things right elsewhere to cover up the the lack of production from that first base group or the DH group, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were they were the Dansby was hot, Ian Happ was hot, Nico was hot. Like everyone else was making up for that lack of production. And it was again one of those things where don't rock the boat. Like let them let them just keep winning while they can, while they're here, while they're doing it. Now they're not doing it because the rest of the offense is slumping, um, and you haven't gotten a, a complete right. Like Trey Mancini's been better. Like Eric Hosmer has still been sort of the same that he's been the whole year. So this is an area where you can address it uh, with a prospect promotion. And yes, last year the Cubs weren't going to win. They didn't really necessarily do stuff like that. Now they're in more of a, a position where you know, maybe a prospect promotion can help them claw back into that win column, claw back into in the, in the division and win a few more games. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree that it does show that they are legitimately trying trying to win, right? Like they're, they're not just going to ride out with um, the lack of production they're getting and just seeing what happens. Like they want to win and they're going to make some moves that allow them to win. Cody's hands are raised right now. Man, CD coming through, coming through. He almost hit it out, almost tied the game. Here we go. One uh-huh. run here, three one, zero outs, second and third. Mancini, he's had some good at bats today. I don't need no more Trey Mancini slander in the Did chat. Anyway, I, I literally just said that, right? Like Mancini has been better the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I so tweeted that, it yesterday. So that gives you at least one first baseman that you know you you feel comfortable having at the plate. But there's also an area where you know because he's splitting the time between first base and DH that's an area where you can address it with Matt Mervis and the Cubs. They're, they're doing it, which makes me think like, okay, it kind of confirms that, okay, they actually do care about winning. Cause if they didn't, they may not make that move right now. They do care about winning. Um, and they do care about seeing, you know, giving Matt Mervis that shot that he's earned, that he's kind of showed that it's time for, it's time to see what he can do in the big leagues. I've joined that train. I joined that train like last week, a few days ago. And, you know, it's happening now. It's happening. People can be happy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Matt Mervis has earned the opportunity. And on the other side, it shows the Cubs are actually committed to trying to put a winner out there, even though it took, took maybe a little bit longer than people wanted them to. They're, they're, they're there. They've met them at that mark now. Yeah, no, I, I just I just think whether you have high expectations for Mervis or not, I think that the floor of Matt Mervis despite us not knowing what he is, is going to be better than what Eric Hosmer has been giving the Cubs. I think that's the main point. I think you'll get better production. Um, will there be ups? Yes. Will there be downs? Yes, because there will be an adjustment period. This happens with every rookie player. We talked about it with Saya last year. We talked about it um, with Wesneski this year. Um, I don't expect him to just be incredible all year. <laughs> uh, but I just as far as the lineup construction and just trying to make it a little bit more balanced. I think he can bring that for the Cubs. And I think that's huge moving forward. And it, again, I think the, 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 just the spark alone can be something that can benefit this team and 
again, this week they've been lucky with teams in the division losing. And they're like, this is this team has shown against really good teams in the month of April that they can be something. They can be in the playoff race at the end of at the end of the series or at the end of the season. So for them to do this finally, whether you like whether you're mad that they waited too long or not, this is a move that shows that they're serious about trying to win. So um, maybe they waited until they go back home because it's a home game and or, or what a home series, whatever. Um, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. We can yell if, if the Cubs miss the playoffs by a game or two by the end of the year. I doubt we're going to be blaming it on the fact of Matt Mervis not being there, but uh it is you can look back at some of these games and think, well, maybe if they had made the move earlier, maybe they would have won a few games. So again, it's it is a what if hindsight view of it. But again, I'm just happy that they're they made the move now. Um that said, Miguel Amaya is at the plate with one out, two on here. Uh another, the another last guy move that was made. Yeah. So let's see oh. if uh, I'm I'm excited to see if Amaya can do something here. Yeah. Uh in so, the clutch. <laughs> yeah, just address real quick um, while we're kind of while you're well, I'm I'm waiting to see your reaction because I'm not watching the game myself. <laughs> uh, Matt Mervis at AAA this year coming into today, um, 112 plate appearances, six home runs, 27 runs, 27 RBIs, uh, 140 WRC plus. He's got an OPS of 962 with a 286 average. Um, his isolated power 275, which is great, um, and his. He's walking more than he ever has. His walk rate is 16.1%, more than he's ever walked uh, at any step of the minors. Um, and his strikeout rate is 17%, the second lowest at any level of the minors for him. So he's performing very well. And I know um, we've heard from some of the, you know, the prospect gurus that we know uh, that have kind of said that part of that probably stems from teams kind of pitching around Matt Mervis. Like maybe he's walking a little bit more because teams aren't keen mm-hmm. on pitching to him anymore uh, as much as they, they were in the past. So uh, not say, not saying take it with a grain of salt, but there's also a little bit of context that comes into play. But uh, as an overall 112 plate appearances that, that, you know, that that's when you start saying like, maybe it's not a small sample size. Maybe this is a, a kind of hitter that can succeed. And yes, it's still at triple a, he has to, the, the jumping to the major leagues is the biggest jump and you have to keep that going once you get there. But um, again, it's, it's time where he proved that. <sighs> oh, yeah. Amaya came so close so from close. a go ahead Homer, so but he, it's a sack fly and they drive That's a run in. All right. So it's three it's to three two, two top of the eighth with two outs with Horner coming up. He's due, <laughs> man. He's due. Um, so yeah, anyway, so 350, 350 plate appearances. You can kind of decide like it's not a small sample size anymore for Matt Mervis. Now he's done it for that long. See if he can see how much of that can translate to the major leagues. And it's not going to be a, a he's up, he kills it for one week, or he struggles for one week, and and you make a decision. Then like you need to give him the really the entire season before you even start kind of talking about his success or his failures or whatever at this level, because it's a hard, it's a hard jump regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But for a rookie, you know, a rookie's making that jump um, first major league experience. Like it's, you saw with Christopher Morrell, right? Like his first three weeks was awesome. And there was months later on in the year where he really struggled. Um, That could happen as much as like people are still excited about Christopher Morrell. Don't let, if struggles come from members, I don't want to put that negative energy out there, but if that were to happen, like don't, (laughs) <laughs> don't give up on Matt Mervis, right? Like he's a rookie. Right. He's making his first major league 
appearances, like give him the runway to kind of prove if he can sink or swim at this level. Oh, Nico, let's go tie ball game. Uh Oh, let's go. Well, there's that Nico Horner. No slander, no slander ever. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm not sorry. Let's go tie game. We might have to stay live <laughs> until until the game is over because it, it. the Cubs started playing better the moment we went live. I'm just yeah, saying. man, for sure. I'm here. I'm here. Um, that was Cubs. You, that was I, Cubs. I'm I'm with you though when it comes to uh, you know what you said about Mervis. I I am uh, I'm just uh, I'm intrigued to see what the Cubs do to like. Do you think they're going to have to send someone down, right? They'll have to make a move. Uh, the roster's full. It's I want to say it's thirteen and thirteen right now. Yeah. So um, I'm, in, so, I'm like I'm I'm thinking because you know they're not going to just DFA Hosmer, and I, I I assume it will be Rios or or uh, be Rios or. Um, I'm not even going to make any assumptions. I think making assumptions is they always throw curveballs at us, so I don't like doing that. But if you're looking at it from a moves that could be made, like Edwin Rios does have options left. You know, like Javier Assad does have options. He just pitched. Uh, Like, could he go back down? Um, Mm -hmm. And and the Cubs ride with 12 pitchers for tomorrow and and 14 hitters. Like, that's those are moves that could be made. I'm not going to say what I think because – then I'm gonna be wrong. I know I'm. <laughs> I know it'll be wrong. But well, I've, I, I've been I've been wrong plenty of times. Yeah. I just I right now, if we had to make a guess, I would say Rios or Velasquez are heading back to Iowa. I would prefer it to be Rios just because he's not getting at bats anyway. Um, and Velasquez is a solid fourth outfielder. That's just my feeling on it. But again, we'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll make that announcement tomorrow before the game. Yeah, if they're calling him for tomorrow, I'd hope they'd have that announcement before a game. Um, yeah, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, it, it, we'll see. Um, but I, I, in my opinion, I'm giving my opinion now. In my opinion, like you said, the, a Hosmer DFA I don't see coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't know that they cut him loose. I, I, we've talked about it like they can. They have that ability to, right? He's not making right. a lot of money. He doesn't really have strong ties to the organization as like someone like Jason Hayward did. Um, so that could be a move that's made. I, I don't know that I expect that one. I think they, they keep him around. Um, but the, saying they do go in that direction, as we talked about last night on the show, it can't be a, th- a th- it shouldn't be a three way playing time split between Hosmer, Mervis and Mancini. Like they have to figure out a way to get Mervis a lot of playing time. Let Mancini keep playing. Like if, if Hosmer has to go, move back into the reels role to make sure that Hosmer or to make sure that Mervis gets that playing time. That's, that's just what has to happen because you're not bringing up Matt Mervis to have him playing a third of the games or to have him riding the bench. That's right. dumb. That would be right. very dumb and, yeah. and just not the route. So you have to figure out a way to have Mervis play as often as you can to see what he could do up here. If he, if, if he struggles and you need to option him back down to triple a, like that's not the end of the world for Matt Mervis or for Cubs fans. Right. Mm-hmm. If that, if that has to happen, that, that you know, just has to happen. But you can't just ride out the season with him playing a fraction of the time or sitting the bench for long periods of time. Like you have to know you have to bring him up so that he plays a lot and you can see what you have in him right now and then yeah. moving forward. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I get people who want to just go ahead and DFA Hosmer, but what it's kind of like what you, what you just said, like if, if Mervis does struggle, then, you know, you can send him back to Iowa and that way you can at least have like a, an insurance plan there, I guess, or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, he, it would be very dumb if they called him up and then he was basically in the Rios role. Um, I don't think that's happening. I don't think, uh, you know, it, w- it just wouldn't make any sense if they were actually doing it that way. So I think that they have to get him at bat specifically against righties at the very least. Uh, and, you know, we'll see. I it, It's hard to have – it's hard to not get excited and think that he's just going to come up here and mash just because of what we've seen in the minor leagues. But you got to remember it's the minor leagues, mm-hmm. and we just – you know, we've seen it with other guys too that – that have come up. I mean, Wesneski is like the perfect example. I know he's a pitcher, but like the guy was great for the month of September, had a great spring and we've seen ups and downs from him in this first month in a few days. Uh, Even we sat on this podcast and said, we would, you know, understand if the Cubs sent him back to Iowa to work on some things because the swing and miss is not there right now. And uh, at least whenever Kyle Hendricks comes back. So uh, again, Tempered expectations. I think that's the that's the phrase I used with Wesneski. Um, so I'm going to have those same tempered expectations with Mervis. Um, but I think as long as he is bringing you power and quality at bats, mm-hmm. and what I mean by quality at bats, um, if he makes an out, make sure it's a productive out. If you know if he can give you those types of at bats on top of, you know, what we've seen in Iowa in terms of the home run power and stuff like that, then I think you're, you're pretty content. So that again, that's where I'm at with him Mm -hmm. and uh, shout out to the ass man. I think he's back tonight. Yeah. I was going to say, I I said, Assad just pitched. No, he's like still actively pitching. He's he's (laughs) still out there. He's, he came came in for Tyone and it's the the eighth inning. He's out there. He's got 48 pitches. So that's, He's been very good. He's That's looked- five innings for Assad right there. Yeah. There he goes. But And someone said, you know, you only have five options for the year for Assad. I know that. I, I I don't – not saying I expect them to send Assad back down. He will be down for a few days after this, though. Like, that's for yeah. sure. Um, right. So they could send him back and then bring him back whenever they need him again. They'd, yeah, they'd have, they'd have to wait the 15 days unless you're placing an injury. Like, there's a bunch of different rules for that kind of stuff. Um, he, he may go back down because they want to keep him for starter depth now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just have to work around those last was he have three more options, I guess. Now, if that happens, um, just so. have to work around that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, that's something for, that's the, the Assad portion, but I'm like, but he's, he's looked as far as, uh, you know, game day, uh, oh pretty impressive today, five innings coming in and relief, shutting him down. That's, that's pretty good, and that's the World Baseball Classic, Assad. Sorry, I know this is the Matt Mervis emergency podcast, but Assad's doing some cool things right now. Uh, so, like from him. someone asked in the chat earlier who's pitching tomorrow for the Marlins, and I'm going to look right now because I'm intrigued, and it is Cabrera, who I believe they faced on Saturday um, last weekend in the 7-6 mm-hmm. to six comeback, almost comeback win. Uh, he struck out 12 or 13 Cubs, but he also walked a bunch of guys. And, and it was the beginning of the, uh, you know, the Cubs failing to score with runners in scoring position. I, they had the bases low with no outs most, multiple times in that game, and they didn't score at least once in one of those scenarios. So 
Um, the Cubs have seen this guy good. They just weren't able to capitalize in big moments against him. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher, so expect Mervis to be in that lineup tomorrow. Um, also, Justin Steele pitching for the Cubs tomorrow. So you, you're going – if they can make this comeback win, uh, you're going back home with some momentum on top of Mervis mm-hmm. coming in to help the offense. Uh, and you got one of the best pitchers in the National League to this point uh, going for you, uh, as in the Cubs. So I uh, – you know, as far as Mervis matching up against this Cabrera guy, I mean – Cabrera reminds me a lot of what we've seen from Wesneski, where he's just had a lot of uncompetitive pitches. He had a lot of uncompetitive pitches in that game against the Cubs on Saturday. Um, he has nasty stuff. He struck out a bunch of guys, but he also, like I said, he walked a lot of guys too. So as we've talked about with Mervis, he has a really good walk rate. I think this is a great matchup for him. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and hit a hit two or three homers, but I think he can give you quality at bats against a guy like Cabrera if he just – plays within himself and continues to do what he's been doing in the minor leagues because this Cabrera guy, he has just been wild. So I am looking at Cabrera's um, splits right now and he actually has, uh, yeah, the lefties. Well, lefties don't actually hit very well against him. Righties end up hitting pretty well against him. Righties are hitting 289 with a 950 OPS against him. Lefties 164 with a 610 OPS. Um, you know, I okay. haven't watched him enough to see what exactly is wrong, but I will also say um, lefties appear to be getting a lot less lucky against him. They have a 206 BABIP, mm-hmm. while righties have a 407 BABIP, which the more those come down, the more those numbers start to, you know, those numbers don't stay like that forever. Um, so it looks like right now he's having reverse splits, um, but righty-lefty. You know, Matt, we, we've seen the, the reports like Matt Mervis – has been seeing every pitcher pretty pretty well in the minor leagues. Like even lefty on lefty, he's doing pretty well. Lefty mm-hmm. righty, like whoever it is, he's been hitting pretty well against most pitchers. So I'm not saying I, I like don't start him tomorrow. It's just that Edward Cabrera, at least right now, his numbers um, are a little bit more reverse split type. Where you would want me. I'm not saying you want more righties. Like righty mm-hmm. on righty matchups are still hard. It's just right now it seems like he's getting lefties out a little bit better than he's getting righties, but. You're also not calling up Mervis to bench him. Like I yeah. would agree. Like it, it would be, it would be fun to see Matt Mervis in the lineup tomorrow. Yeah, I think the one the one thing that Matt Mervis has for him going into this game though is that no one's seen him. Like no one at the major league level has seen him. And as we've seen with other guys who come up, Christopher Morrell, example of last year, uh, came up. No one had, no one had a you know any kind of note on him. No one really knew. And you know he started his career with a what 24 game on base streak something like that um so i don't think it matters about the splits or anything of that tomorrow now cabrera has shown to be more effective against lefties that's fine uh so if matt mervis has a good game tomorrow then then you're feeling really good about matt mervis uh, doing well against a pitcher who's done well against lefties right so yeah uh that's that's my hope um thank you for providing those numbers because i didn't look into it i was just looking at the mlb at bad app and looking at just the matchup in general uh top of the ninth inning ian Happ just walked to start the inning finnegan is back in for the nationals who pitched the ninth inning yesterday i believe in which in which okay. if you watched or listened to yesterday's post game we all complained about the ninth inning and how it went down hopefully the cubs can come through here in the ninth inning today so um he's got a six era as as in finnegan so you know, we'll see what happens here, but yeah, yeah. uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, the, this Mervis thing, 
it's it will be a fun story to follow considering how he just kind of came on the scene i mean it's kind of like a legend a legendary story in a way because he went undrafted i know it was a five-round draft (laughs) um in 2020 but you know no like even like no one talked about this guy until last year and yeah yeah holy shit say oh he just missed the go-ahead homer they're sending ian half home oh no they're not never mind oh look at that they're Two they're, on. Trying to get, they're trying to get me the who you got win with Bellinger right now. Like that's <laughs> that's what's going on. That's why. Oh my God! Let's go. Let's uh, go. Is it, is it still no outs or no outs? Yeah. Second and third. That's twice now. Amaya missed. He hit it to the warning track, and then Saya, eighty-six miles per hour, the this top is... of the zone. He just cranked that one into left field. Woo! I love, oh, I love right. Cody's color commentary right now. It's play by play. This is. I have some color commentary. I I don't have have some color commentary experience. Uh, I did it back at the Harvard of the Midwest (laughs) back in the day. Um, Yeah. I said we're staying live until the game is over. All right. All right. We could do that. That's fine. I don't need to. Or at least until the Cubs take the lead and hopefully they win. I don't know. Works for me. I'm I'm, I'm happy to sit here and just go do this because I think this. Unless we get into like a 10th and 11th inning situation, but then they definitely want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. If they could if we get like a walk, uh, a, a comeback winner while live, I think that would be immaculate vibes going into yeah, Friday. I say, how about if they, if they, if they, if they blow this, this uh, rally they have right now, then we know the vibes and the, the good luck that we brought. The good karma is over. It's over. Yeah. Uh, Gary's wow. asking, why is Cody so delayed? I'm watching on a, my Roku, like a, mm-hmm. like I'm on a smart TV and it's like on a streaming app, which it's always like, 10 seconds behind or whatever it's all right We're, so. i like how this turned into like uh oh there come on bellinger um so yeah, it's a watch along slash or doesn't say it turned into a watch along that's fine <laughs> everything's good uh, that's hilarious uh yeah one more thing about mervis though i oh my god talking to him in spring training and i mean we kind of talked to him a couple times over the last year um he i like his mentality man i like uh, the mentality of Maybe he deserved an opening day roster spot, right? And maybe on a different team, he might have gotten it. Mm-hmm. But I think he really understood, like, you know what? Like, I'm not the one making the decision. This is what, you know, at least, you know, I we both tweeted that interview that I did with Memories in Spring. And um, one of the one of the answers that stood out is, like, I'm not making those decisions. You know, it's it's not up to me when that happens. I'm just going to go down there, keep grinding, and and you know, wait for my call. And I, that's what he said that a few times throughout the last year, like especially as his kind of legend started rising. Um, I like that mentality of someone that's just, you know, like he, he probably knows he deserves the shot, right? Um, but he didn't let that affect him. Same with you know Christopher Morel, right? Like Christopher Morel probably disappointed that he didn't get that opening day roster spot, um, but went down kind of had that mentality of like, I'm going to force the force the Cubs hand and, and make them call me up. And those both, both those guys, but Mervis, since we're talking about him, like has done it, he's gone out and hit like, he's, you know, like he doesn't belong in triple a anymore. He's forced the Cubs to call him up. Um, and so I like the mentality of don't let not being on the opening day roster stop you or slow you down because you know what the Cubs are going to need more than 26 guys throughout the year. And that's also something that David Ross talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, like they're going to need more than 26 guys to get them through the season. Um, so just because a guy like Mervis didn't get that opening day spot 
he was going to be up at some point helping the Cubs. Jed Hoyer said that was it last week. I want to say too, like same thing. Like he's going to be up here. Just didn't know when. Well, you know, you, a week later, and here he is, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've I've liked the mentality and seeing Matt Mervis go down, not let that disappointment affect him, and he just goes and you know he does his thing. He does. He did exactly what he did all of last season. I Bellinger and Wisdom have struck out now. Two yeah, outs, two on. I'm Mancini. Mancini, man. He's my who you got. He's the one who drove in the first run. So maybe we should end it before the the vibes go get too bad. No, we'll we'll wait and, and see if he get if if he makes an out here. And if it if he does, then yes, we'll. we'll I'll say this. Here's what the problem is: we got like 85 people watching. Why aren't there 85 likes in my stream? Yeah, that's, what, that's you know, I did this for you out of nothing. Like, let's go, people. <laughs> Press that little thumb button. Thank you very that's much. Appreciate you. Let's go. Hit the like for law. Uh, As far as like what you're saying about, you know, beginning of year, not making the opening day roster. I don't really think he took that personally. You know, it was one really good minor league season. He was, you know, I think the Cubs wanted him to see, wanted to see if he could do it again. And as we talked with Alex Cohen at the beginning or at what, like a week, week and a half ago or so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he talked about how Mervis is playing even better than last season. Um, and you know, part of me is like, did they wait too long? What's the difference between now and a week ago? Not much probably. Um, but I think that we've seen in the past, the guy, the Cubs call up guys way too early and then they send them back down and sometimes things have gone well and some things haven't, I'm not trying to use Mervis as a, you know, an example of that but in a good way, but I am saying that they were very, they were like, I don't know. They, they wanted to see more. So, uh, Mancini <laughs> yeah. pop out. It looks like, yeah, we got in the show. Well, the the um, vibes are, the yeah, vibes. I, are I, I put out the energy and it just, it happened. God. <laughs> I'm, sorry. Sorry for putting out that energy. I can't I believe Bellinger didn't come through there. It, and, it, and, it, and I can't blame Corey today. I'm blaming you. So, yeah. Yeah, he he did get the first hit for like the first seven innings. Actually, yeah. he had the only two hits for like seven and a third or whatever it was. So yeah. can't blame me either. Uh, wouldn't have uh, I see P will supporter complaining about uh, wisdom in that moment? I actually wouldn't have mind magical putting uh, coming up whether it was at, uh, for Mancini or for uh, uh, what do you call it wisdom? But whatever, that's hindsight. We've seen wisdom come through before, so I'm not going to complain about wisdom. Anyone who's complaining about Patrick Wisdom, the tied for most homers in baseball, I believe still, uh, I could be wrong about that. Uh, Someone, yeah, I think you need to like just chill. But anyway, this was a celebratory podcast. I'm not going to complain about anything. Yeah, Matt uh, Mervis is, is is on his way. He's coming yeah, up tomorrow. He's coming, coming up, up tomorrow, guys, and we. That's should what we're here for. Yeah, and. Uh, Again, uh, thanks to everyone for checking out CHGO Cubs podcast, this emergency edition. Matt Mervis will be in the Cubs lineup tomorrow. Uh, can't wait. And Ryan, he will be at the ballpark. Uh, he'll at he'll the pro- hopefully he gets uh, maybe uh, get get a, get get a one-on-one with him, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, probably, uh, Doubtful. I'll, 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 I'll do my He's best. He's going to try. He's going to try. try. <laughs> uh, but anyway... I'm sure he'll have something related to Matt Mervis at allchgo.com tomorrow. And so we'll look out for it. Me and Corey will be in studio tomorrow uh, for pre and post. 
so I we will see you there, 1245 pregame. So uh, come tune in with us. Uh, anything else, Ryan? No, Barb, we're going to be live tomorrow. So if you're, if yeah. you're coming back Barb, to watch Barb's this. Barb's not here, but yeah, if she if she watches it, we're, we, were, we were live, but when you're watching it now, we're not live. But we'll be live Friday, pregame and postgame. Yeah, we'll be live 1245. Again, 1245 Friday for live. Friday 120 Cubs Marlins. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for checking out the CHO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the code CHO when you sign up. All right, bye.